Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Welcome to Viral, a podcast series looking at the spread of COVID-19 as it continues to affect Ireland and the international world in a grown capacity. I mean Doyle. On today's podcast, we look at how renters and homeowners fare in the government's emergency housing legislation announced late last week. We don't know for sure. You know, this is a new virus and you can only be so much of an expert in a virus that's only been known to the world for three or four months. Um, And some of the estimations and assumptions we might have had two or three weeks ago are different now and they may be different again in two or three weeks' time. That was Leo Varadkar from today's briefing from Government Buildings earlier, outlining what the future weeks may or may not look like. He was clear to stress that after the projected peak in cases, which has been forecasted for mid-April, things will not fall immediately back into place for all corners of Irish society. There will come a point uh, after the epidemic has peaked and the number of new cases starts falling uh, when we will start to ease the restrictions. Uh, And then we'll have to see what happens. So we won't be in a situation whereby... Um, I suddenly go on TV and make an address to the nation and say everything's going back to the way it was uh, on the 11th of March. That's probably not what's going to happen. What is likely to happen is that the number of new cases will continue to rise. We'll reach a peak. Hopefully it'll be in a few weeks' time and not in a few months' time. The number of new cases will start to fall and we'll reach the point where we can start to ease some of the restrictions and then see what happens, uh, whether the number of cases starts to rise again or not. Uh, We see in China where they've started to ease restrictions. Uh, you know, restaurants are open again in Shanghai, schools are being reopened uh, in some places in Asia uh, where they haven't seen an increase in uh, community transmission, um, but they are seeing cases imported from overseas. So we're going to have to see how this goes over the next period ahead. Minister for Health Simon Harris also spoke about some of the details regarding the short-term deprivatisation of Ireland's healthcare system during the duration of the crisis, which will see public healthcare patients utilise private facilities around the country in the coming days. Just from a kind of process point of view in terms of what happens now, um, all of these hospitals will now operate for the duration of this agreement as part of the public health service. So the local HSE hospital group uh, will now be able to decide what to effectively do with the private hospital within their region or the private hospitals within their region. But it will now be a matter of the HSE looking at the, the assets effectively that it now has within its control for the next three months and deciding how best to use it. And now some news from Monday evening's Department of Health press conference as the HSE confirmed that eight patients who were diagnosed with COVID-19 in Ireland have passed away in the past 24 hours, which brings the Republic of Ireland's death toll up to 54 as of 2pm today, while in Northern Ireland 22 people in total have passed away from the illness as of today. 
Now for our main piece for this episode, we are looking at what effect the COVID-19 outbreak has had on the country's already extremely volatile rental and to a lesser degree property market. We also look at whether a few unforeseen side effects the virus has had on the market will leave for a better landscape for renters once the curve flattens in a couple of weeks or months time. The idea or suggestion of rental freezes has been a sticking point in Irish political debate for many years. An increase in urbanisation has left the rental market with extreme supply and demand issues, leaving a mass shortage of rental properties, particularly in Dublin. Until the outbreak of COVID-19, the public were told quite frankly that a rental freeze was not possible. Paul O'Donoghue from the Times Ireland edition. That's something that people have been advocating for um, from certain parts of you know, the political spectrum in Ireland for quite a while because of the rental crisis here. Um, and they were told that constitutionally it couldn't happen. And now we see that it, it has happened. Um, so the way this is going to work, I mean, it, it's pretty simple. Basically, um, landlords aren't going to be able to increase rents for the duration of the crisis. Similar with evictions, uh, no evictions are going to be able to take place during the crisis. And for the evictions as well, for people who are only recently in rental properties, even when the crisis is over, the government has said that their notice period is going to increase. So if you're in a house and say you've only been renting it for three months, you can't be evicted during the kind of crisis period. And once the crisis is over, uh, your notice period is increased if your landlord does want to evict you, basically. Politically, very few have argued against the new measures that have been introduced. But some politicians feel that further implementations that aid unemployed renters are a necessity. The rent measures which were announced, so the two key ones being the ban on evictions and the rent freeze, they are both broadly welcomed by kind of most people from different sides of the political spectrum. Um, I suppose that the main area of contention is income supports for renters who, who may be out of work. So neither a rent freeze or a ban on evictions helps you pay your rent, basically. And the government has said that they do expect people to continue paying their rents. And Ireland's Landlords Association has also said that they expect people to continue paying their rents. So this is the main issue at the minute, um, which has been flagged by opposition politicians. They want the government to bring in some sort of income support specifically for renters. Uh, the government has said that basically people who are struggling to pay their rent, there, there are existing supports there. Uh, you know, there, there's rent supplement and that type of thing. Um, but they're not really meant for obviously this kind of crisis period. So that's the main issue of contention at the minute. Opposition wants the government to bring in. Uh, a specific income support for renters. After being debated in the Dáil and Shannad, emergency COVID-19 legislation was signed into law by Michael D. Higgins on Friday night, which bypassed the usual five days waiting period necessary. Without the addition of an emergency rent supplement scheme, many of the 280,000 workers nationwide who are now on a reduced income are worried about the potential of going into debt in order to pay rent during the duration of the crisis. John Mark McCafferty is the chairman of Threshold, Ireland's housing charity. The biggest worry for renters during this crisis is probably the um, the accumulation of debt and the accumulation of rent arrears as a result of loss of income. And while there are measures in place by government to you know stop evictions, to put income supports in place, to replace a certain portion of, of people's salaries, what's very clear is that um, many people and many families will be, you know, living on 
a lot less of an income than they would have enjoyed three weeks ago. And yet, if they're renting, they still have a rent to pay. Once the um, the measures are enacted, that puts a, a stay on a, a landlord moving to evict someone. But ultimately, the, the landlord needs to be paid and the tenant needs to be honouring the rent because the tenant needs to be housed. And I think the worry for a number of people, given that we don't know how long this emergency will last, and given that rent ultimately needs to be paid, is that there will, over time, be a situation where many people will find that they're building up rent arrears that ultimately need to be addressed, whether that's in three months' time, six months' time, nine months' time. Um, and, and, And people are very worried about that. Threshold are urging tenants who find themselves in this type of scenario to reach out and contact the charity. Their number is 1800 454 454, but also to be open and honest in engaging with their landlords. Very much in the way that, you know, um, 10 years ago, 12 years ago, homeowners were advised to, to, to engage with their banks. It's about engaging with one's landlord. And that's also to ensure that, you know, you prioritise things like food, your utility bills, and that where you can, you're paying your rent or you're paying towards your rent because the last thing we want is for uh, very significant arrears to build up. But we're also mindful that um, for some people, um, it might be unavoidable that they simply can't pay all of the rent that's due when it's due. And um, that really is something that needs to be minded and managed and help is at hand between ourselves uh, threshold and the money advice and budgeting service. As with everything that is COVID-19 related, things move fast so it's unclear whether the government have closed the book on rental income support going forward. With this and and with everything uh, in relation to the coronavirus, things are progressing so rapidly that it's difficult to know what's going to happen from one day to the next, never mind one week to the next. The government has said that it is an issue that they're looking at. Housing Minister Owen Murphy has said, you know, he, he is conscious of the fact that renters are going to struggle uh, to, to pay their rent. So it does seem to be something that they're looking at, but we haven't really heard too much about it in the last couple of days. Um, obviously, there's, there's been a lot of other stuff going on uh, in regards to new measures announced. So it's something that we're looking to keep an eye on. And it's also something that opposition politicians have been following up on quite a bit. And they, they do want action on it. Has there been much of a concern from landlords about tenants perhaps trying to exploit some of these new measures then that have been brought in? Landlords at the minute, they, they don't seem to have flagged any potential concerns about tenants exploiting the measures. Um, I mean, I think there is an understanding there that, you know, the, the, this is an emergency situation. I think a lot of landlords would actually just be grateful for the tenants that they do have and the fact that they do have some sort of income. Um I think the main issue, uh, the main concern which landlords have cited, again, is the difficulty of tenants who have lost their jobs to continue paying rent. Um, And, you know, this is a very big issue because there was a report uh, which has recently been released, which has said that, you know, you're potentially talking about hundreds of thousands of people out of work in Ireland. So that means a large number of people who aren't going to be able to pay their rent. So that's the main issue that's been flagged by landlords. Um, they're, They're still looking for action on it. And we haven't really heard too much around specific measures to address this issue yet. And for somebody who is living in accommodation that might not necessarily be applicable to them anymore, an example of this might be student accommodation on the campus of a college, is there still an obligation for you to honour your lease and to keep paying rent? It's a good question. And we actually haven't um, heard anything as of yet around specific measures to help students. 
Um, so again, we're not sure yet as to kind of how widespread this issue is as well. Um, purpose-built student accommodation in Dublin and, and Ireland in general is actually a fairly recent phenomenon. It's kind of only really been built over the past five or six years. So the amount of that type of accommodation in Ireland and predominantly in Dublin, it's still fairly small. So we're not sure kind of how big the issue is. But there has been, I suppose, an increase in the number of kind of one uh, one bed apartments available to rent in Dublin. And on that point about an increase in supply, especially in the Dublin market, what do we know about how much of this relates to a fall in demand for holiday rentals around the country, particularly with the likes of Airbnb? There was a report recently released by a website called daft.ie, which is one of the largest property websites in the country, I mean, pretty much the largest, it has a kind of quasi-monopoly nearly. So they released a report a couple of days ago, which showed that there's been a sharp increase in the number of one and two bed properties available to rent in Dublin city centre. So um, it's gone to about 530 odd, um, which may not sound like a huge amount, but it's about twice as much as were available at the same time last year. And it's actually the highest level uh, in, in five years of these properties. So it does appear that there has been an increase in small properties available to rent, it, particularly in Dublin city centre. So what Daft.e has said is they, they're pretty sure that this is linked to um, basically Airbnb properties coming back onto the market. So these were obviously, uh, you know, kind of small apartments which were being rented out uh, in Dublin City Centre through Airbnb. But now the market for that has completely dried up. So it appears that now some of these are coming back onto the market. This might seem like good news for renters around the country in the long term, but it's extremely difficult to know whether we will return to the same issues that were prevalent in 2019 once the COVID outbreak has died down. Quite a few people have actually been reluctant to rent these properties for uh, precisely that issue because they're saying, okay, well, the property is available now, but what happens six or 12 months down the line? Is it still going to be available to rent then? Or is the landlord going to want to you know, get rid of basically who, whoever's living in it at the time and, and put it back onto Airbnb? So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult to say as to whether this is a short or long-term phenomenon. I mean, one kind of point that has been raised is that landlords uh, with properties, they might be a bit uh, reluctant to go back to Airbnb because it's been kind of very clearly demonstrated, you know, how quickly things can turn, you know, kind of when there is an issue. And uh, I think a lot of the landlords who are on Airbnb uh, now might actually be looking slightly enviously at uh, some landlords with long-term tenants, you know, because obviously the landlords with long-term tenants, they have a steady income supply, whereas the people who are on Airbnb... Uh, perhaps not so much. It is clear that the COVID-19 outbreak will also have quite a substantial impact on the property market in general, not just for renters. But as to how much of a drop-off we're likely to see is currently being debated by many in the industry. Most forecasts at the minute, it is very difficult to say. Um, There was uh, research which was published by Davy Stockbrokers, an Irish stockbroker, um, in the past couple of days. They said that um, basically based on the, the kind of share price and investor activity in some of Ireland's biggest house building companies over the last couple of weeks. Um, they said it indicates that investors think that Irish house prices could drop by kind of between 15 and 20% uh, over the kind of coming months or so. 
um, it, that would be an absolutely huge drop in prices. Mm. Um, it would be very, very significant. Now, Davy said that they think that that might be a bit extreme. They they don't think that the drop might be quite so stark. I mean, we're we're just going to have to see how kind of uh, how, how bad the fall in demand is um, before we we can kind of get a clearer picture. But I mean, a twenty percent drop in house prices, you wouldn't be talking quite the level uh, that you. you Kind of saw during the Irish housing bubble when that burst. Uh, obviously, house prices at that time uh, they nearly halved in most cases. So 20% wouldn't be quite uh, in line with what we saw before, but it would be a very, very significant drop. That was episode 11 of Viral COVID-19. I want to say thank you to Paul O'Donoghue from the Times Ireland edition and Threshold's John Mark McCafferty for joining me on the podcast. I'm Ian Doyle. I will talk to you on Wednesday. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.